At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I think we should all be concerned because uh, who knows if Sam Britton is out of the luggage stealing business, he may be going into the home title fraud business next. Uh, who knows? Uh, because he is one of those guys that is a criminal mastermind, as we saw by uh, the luggage conveyor belt. Um, if you want to no pretend- dresses to be gained there, Stu. No, no, no dresses. Really? If you no. steal someone's home- addresses. That's yeah, true. addresses, but no dresses. <laughs> addresses, yeah. but no dresses. I like that. Uh, if you've never checked that for your home title, never checked to see if it's been stolen, uh, you are like every average person. However, you need to be able to do this. And honestly, like, I don't expect you to go and try to figure this out. I don't know what to do. I just know that Home Title Lock does it for me. Home Title Lock uh, protects you against home title fraud. Not as much luggage theft, but maybe they'll start something new uh, to to protect you from that as well. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. If you go there, you get 30 risk-free days of protection. At HomeTitleLock.com, the promo code is BECK. Protect your home. Protect your legacy. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program live from the Standing Rock Ranch. We got a lot to do today. We're going to start uh, with Ukraine and presidential power and, you know, how healthy are we to start a war? We go there in 60 seconds. First, our sponsor this half hour is uh, Good Ranchers. Um, Every morning, as the sun sun comes up over the Colorado horizon, a man named Mark sits hunkered down on his haunches. He's staring out across the native grasses on the land that his grandfather settled almost 70 years ago. As far as the eye can see, the cattle are grazing, healthy cattle, the kind who will go on to feed many, many families someday soon. Mark is an American farmer, an American rancher, And his operation is one of the many sources from which Good Rancher chooses the best American meats to bring to your table. It's no secret at this point that 80% of grass-fed beef comes from overseas, even if it has the little, you know, sticker on it that says, product of the U.S. Good Ranchers believes in sourcing the best meats from the best farms and ranches right here in America. So head on over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK for $30 off any box. With Good Ranchers, you can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat you're putting on your grill and on your plate. Make this summer one to remember by 
getting great American meat delivered right to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK, save $30 at GoodRanchers.com. So, why did we form this country? Well, we told the king that we needed to break away because we believed things that he didn't. And really, at the time, nobody else did. We said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator, with certain inalienable rights. And among those rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And governments are instituted among men to protect those rights. That was a unthinkable thought, unspeakable at the time, because we were all ruled over. We had people who were our superiors, people who were born to rule and rule over us. But we said, we, we hold these things to be self-evident, and that's what we're going to do if we break away. Well, did we do it? Well, in some ways, yes, we tried. We've never really gotten it right from the beginning. We didn't get it right. But that's because people are flawed and times are complex. And changing people to do the right thing sometimes will take generations to do. But after we won the war, we set out a constitution. And that constitution, the first words were shocking again. We, the people of the United States. That had never been written before. The people did not establish a government. But we did. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. What does that mean? That we will never be perfect, but we are trying and striving for a more perfect, just be better than you were yesterday, to establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, and provide for the common defense. May I ask, let me go through these, and may I ask if your government is doing any of these? Are we trying to form a more perfect union? Some would say yes. Yeah, we're trying out some new things. We're, you know, dreaming up some new ways to police. Okay, well, let's just say that's true. Is that a more perfect union? Because we are divided sharply on it. To establish justice, do you feel justice is being served? I think we have destroyed justice. Ensure domestic tranquility. Is our government working towards tranquility or is our government dividing us to provide for the common defense? Are they? Or are they now turning their guns, their investigative bodies, the spy agencies against the American people? Are they? Providing for the common defense? Are they doing that at the border? To promote the general welfare. I'm not sure what that means. Other than making sure that they're, they're trying to do uh, the best in growing our country and, and helping us be free so we can generally be happy and taken care of by ourselves.
And the most important one is secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Are we doing that? Is our government involved in making sure that we have a country left to give to our kids? Because this, those are the reasons we establish this Constitution. And if this government is not doing those things, then we're failing as citizens who run the country. Right now, you have Joe Biden, who is, who is gaming for absolute power. You can always tell how somebody has absolute power because they can break the law openly and never fear any repercussions. You know, they said that Donald Trump wanted to be a fascist. Boy, he was worst fascist ever, wasn't he? I mean, the guy couldn't get away with anything. By the way, I would just like to say, for a guy who is investigated by every single spy agency in the world, vetted in ways I can't even imagine, for them to only come up with what they've come up with, he's got some documents in his house. Really? I mean, even I'm surprised. The guy was building buildings. You know, in New York City, that's not usually a very clean business. Nothing. And yet, the fascistic part of our deep state, they decided he's guilty and so they will find something. Is he the one that can break the law openly and never fear any repercussions? To be a dictator, you have to have power enough that you can even violate the ancient creeds and the deep-seated taboos. You can have your son doing cocaine and hookers, and you can lie about all of it. You can take money from the Chinese as president of the United States. I mean, I don't think we get any deeper than the, the ancient creeds and deep-seated taboos that just should not be violated. More than that, the president on the take from another country? To be a dictator, you need the ability to commit crime in broad daylight. Now, we have heard abuse of power for a long time. We heard it under George W. Bush. More about it under Trump. But what about Obama or Biden? In his first week alone, Biden signed 21 executive orders. That's far more than Trump, Obama, Bush combined. Now, Friday, he added another one to his list by issuing an order authorizing the Secretary of Defense and Secretary of Homeland Security to call up the military and the Coast Guard Reservists to support NATO operations on the alliance's eastern flank. The order authorizes the Pentagon to send 3,000 reservists for deployment to support Ukraine in Operation Atlantic Resolve. We also found out last week that the president is sending even more weapons. We have found out that now it looks like our fighter jets are already over there. Did you know that? Did you know that when the president gave his speech in Helsinki... 
He said there's overwhelming support from the American people. There's overwhelming support from the members of Congress, both the House and the Senate and both parties. Some extreme elements in the Republican Party diverge from this unity. But we're all in. Is that the way you feel? And I, is that the way your neighbors feel? The people who don't necessarily agree with you. Is that what they feel? We're all in. We're also selling, uh, sending cluster bombs. Cluster bombs. Those are basically they become landmines and they can they can go over a huge huge area and they just wait there for somebody to step on it or a kid to play with it and then they blow up are we all in on a war and if we are are we prepared for war and i don't mean just mentally i mean are we prepared there was a story that came out yesterday on the blaze it will be a very slow process to refill, refill the strategic petroleum reserve. It could take decades. Now, what is the strategic oil reserve? Well, the strategic oil, why were we fighting in World War II? In the deserts of Africa. Why were we over there? Why were they over there? Simple. Oil. You have to have oil for the machinery of war. I'm sorry, I, I haven't seen the new Abrams tank that has the solar panels on it or the, the wind turbine on the top of our plane. So when the turbine turns because of the wind, the jets will turn. It doesn't work this way. We have to have oil. The SPR is at a 40-year low now. Why did we release 211 million barrels? For prices at the gas pump. The reserve has a storage capacity of 714 million. It is currently holding 346 million barrels. This is 40% of it gone. It took six months for the Biden administration to sell 180 million barrels. It will take decades now to refill. By the way, we filled it at approximately $29, cent, uh, $29 a barrel. $29 a barrel. Today, it'll cost us about $75 a barrel. Well, that's good because we have money, right? The U.S. Congressional Budget Office. Now, these are the guys who always get it wrong. So I say that and you'd be like, oh, OK, well, the news can't be bad. No, they always get it wrong because they over they always under uh, estimate the cost of things. They're always like, gee, I thought that was going to be five dollars. No, no, it's five hundred thousand for that toilet seat. The national debt, they have come out and said will be nearly twice as large as the U.S. economy in 30 years. Our debt will be twice as large as our economy. Does that sound good? 
They just released their forecast. The U.S. Treasury has reported $1.4 trillion deficit so far in the nine months of this fiscal year. If you look at the last 12 months, we've added to our debt $2 trillion. How much are we borrowing a day? We are borrowing $5.1 billion every day. That's $63,000 per second. $63,000 per second. How much do you make in a year? If you look up the average taxpayer, the average taxpayer pays $15,500 per year. It's just under that. That means for the $5 billion, $5.1 billion, it will take every dime of every dollar you are paying to the, uh, to the treasury every year. It'll take every dollar, every dime for the next 329,032 years to pay for the money that we borrow today. So if you and your family are responsible for just today's debt, you'll have that paid off in 3,655 generations. Don't worry. Now that's assuming that we're only going to live for 90 years. And let's just say because of all of the great new technology that we're not going to be able to afford, um, we all live to 150 years. Well, that's great because now it's only a mere 2,193 generations to pay off Today's borrowing. Now, this doesn't include the estimated $150 trillion needed to stop global warming. Uh, you know, so that may edge that debt up just a, a little bit, maybe by $150 trillion. But don't worry. You leave that worry to our children. You know what I mean? They're going to love us so much just for spending the $5 trillion, uh, sorry, the $5 billion dollars on things today, you know, things that we don't even know what they are. Oh, they're going to love us so much, so much. By the end of 2023, the federal debt held by the public is 98% of GDP. Debt rises in relation to GDP. It surpasses its historic high in 2029 when it reaches 107% of GDP. By 2053, 181% of GDP. Are, are we really, I mean, I've heard that we're out of airplanes and tanks and shells and all kinds of weapons and we don't have enough soldiers and the soldiers we do have are currently busy, you know, doing gyrating on the stage in dresses. Uh, and uh, we don't have any strategic reserves. We don't have an awful lot of money. And I don't see the will to go to World War III. What is it exactly that Biden is planning for us? More in just a second. It's really hard to find experts to find really good help sometimes when you want something done right you have to go out and form your own company to make it happen and that's what i did with real estate agents i trust this is kind of my way of uh thinking a number of years ago when i got fed up with having to deal with uh, real estate agents that 
I, I didn't know what they were doing. I had, I had no idea how to even interview and find a good real estate agent. Hi, can you sell my house? Yes, I can. What are you going to do? I'm going to sell your house and blow up some balloons and, you know, technical stuff like that. Oh, okay. Well, I trust you with my biggest investment ever. We worked with the 500 best agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I found out there is a reason that they're all the 500 best. And they taught it to me. And that's what we look for when we look for agents to represent you. They don't work for me. They're just people that we have found that listen to the show, that work hard, are the best in the area for all of the parameters that we are looking for. And that's those parameters are what makes them bestsellers. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking for a real estate agent, here's one you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing to Blaze TV. Uh, there is no way we can produce all the stuff that we do without you and uh, stay independent. And we really, really appreciate it. Uh, I will tell you that uh, there's some disturbing things going on. First about war, of course, but also about the trustworthiness of our country. Uh, by the way, you know, before I leave the war front and how we're unprepared, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but uh, the Harvard area middle schools, they've just dropped Algebra 1. Now, why couldn't they have done that when I was in school? I hated Algebra. Hated it. And I remember looking at my, my math teacher. I don't know. must have been in the ninth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. And I said, excuse me. Everything that I will do in my life is all in 60. You know, for instance, five from 60 is 55, and it's five minutes before the beginning of the next hour. That's all I need to know. Why am I studying algebra? And my math teacher said, Mr. Beck, shut up and open your textbook. And I did. So I learned algebra, and I've never used it. But we should learn it. Algebra 1 eliminated from the Harvard area middle schools because too many white and Asian students are taking it. I don't care. I don't care if they're green polka dotted people. I really don't mind. Please, can someone can someone teach and and make sure that we learn algebra? I just like to be able to know, hey, I'm driving over a bridge. It's going to be stable. Hey, I'm getting on an airplane. It's not going to fall out of the sky. Somebody needs to know math, and I don't care what color they are. Back in just a minute. Gosh, I'm turning into Archie Bunker. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, uh, well, let's tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Blinds.com. Summer's here. That means it's time to beat the heat with Blinds.com, where right now you can save 45% on selected products. Your home's going to look a lot better once you've gotten new window treatments from Blinds.com. They're the easiest way to make your windows just look great. And I mean, easy to the point that you can be sitting outside in your hammock watching a nice, you know, having a nice spring uh, snooze or summer snooze just 
Ah, and somebody else is doing all the work. Or you can do it yourself. And you can get um, help by picking out everything by talking to one of their design experts all for free. They'll help you decide the best selection. Everything from classic shutters to outdoor roller shades and a whole lot more. Blinds.com. They've covered over 25 million windows and counting. You can rest easy with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. I don't know. They got like 30,000 five-star reviews uh, online. Check them out. Blinds.com. Save 45% on selected products at Blinds.com right now. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Blinds.com. Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code SUMMIT. Get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, yeah, I am uh, I'm up at the ranch. I think one of the problems we have with America is a lack of storytelling. We're telling our history in dates, um, and then we're telling our future uh, in movies, and we're doing it in a way where it's not credible. I mean, this is why I wrote the the book Dark Future, uh, which pick up your copy now, wherever books are sold. Uh, It has, I I don't even know, 1,000, 2,000 footnotes in it. Because people need to understand that this is real, not science fiction. And I'm up on the uh, ranch at the Standing Rock Ranch, and every year um, I am holding a uh, symposium here at the ranch with the Inspired Arts Arts League. And we have some of the best artists uh, in America. I mean, it's Jeremy Lipking and, and Albin Veselka and Adrian Stein and Quang Ho and all of these people from all over the country and the world coming here uh, and we learn story, how to tell stories because people, you know, when you went into the churches in the medieval days, that's what the stained glass windows were for. People couldn't read. And so they would look and they would learn the story through art. We have a guy who is here, who's teaching us this week. And he is, uh, he's the guy responsible for, Oh, the design of some of the best movies you've ever seen as far as, you know, um, animated movies. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. He did all of, you know, a lot of these movies. And then he went on to work with Marvel to problem solve for Marvel. The problem is uh, we have lost our story entirely. And it's being replaced right now. That's what the book Dark Future is about, the great narrative. It's being replaced with a new story and new traditions. You remember what Michelle Obama said? We'll have to have new traditions. Well, we do. Uh, Pat is here to talk to us about uh, what this month is celebrating, which, of course, I know, Pat, because you're not a hater. Mm-hmm. You've already been making a big deal out of it in this new tradition. Mm-hmm. It's, of mm-hmm. course, July is. Of course. And I, I'd never insult, uh, you know, the no, listeners I... to the show by speaking it out loud. Something they already know so well. <laughs> you know, really? 
Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, that's wanna... how holy it is yeah. to you. Yes, wow. exactly. Wow. That's, that's, exactly. That is good. In a that way, I now feel bad for good. even at, because mm-hmm. we yeah. have said the I name, because we obviously are yeah. so in tune with this. And, so and, in tune. And now yeah. I feel like our listeners are going to be, <laughs> they're going to be sick of us <laughs> repeating the name of what we're celebrating this week. Which is Glenn, uh, of this course. month. Glenn? Uh, handicapped Pride Month. <laughs> Definitely not a hand. What? what when's the no. last year they used handicapped in one of these names? Like eighteen forty, <laughs> maybe. It is, uh, of course, as we all know, Disability Disabled. Pride Month. Dis- yeah, of course, Disability. Of course. Yeah, Pride, Pride Month. Pride I was. You're I was proud of your disability. Disab- well, yes, and you actually got it right, mm-hmm. Pat. Of course, you're mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you're an expert on this. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I actually at first honestly, thought, no. are we celebrating mm-hmm. like? another version of pride month for disabled people mm-hmm. do they get their own like the month? one-legged lesbian right is mm-hmm. that right is, okay is this her month but no is no this her month it's just celebrating no. people generally who have disabilities so they're taking pride in so, these disabilities okay okay right. mm-hmm. i Which, again, of course we all know like, uh, we all know uh, again yes, yeah. yeah i've got mm-hmm. my tree up i've had my tree up since <laughs> may where you just I, I get so excited about do this. you decorate yours with prosthetics um, like i do because <laughs> Uh, well, no, that's a good idea. I just take all the toy soldiers and break a leg or an arm off. Okay. Uh, right. And uh, so. Uh, I mean, wow. I can't even believe how so many different weird. months there are. We went yeah. over this when one day you were out, Glenn, and we went through the whole calendar. And but it, that was LGBTQQIA2+. 2 plus, two plus which stuff. I guess would not include disability. <laughs> no. Pride no, month. Not. No, of course not. No. no. That's right. unless you're gay or bi or two spirited, right. then you would be yeah. in that group mm-hmm. if you were that and disabled. Right. But now I think it's a little unfair because if you're gay and dis- disabled, you get two months. What if? Well, I think you should get three. Honestly, I mean, shouldn't August be Disability Pride Pride Month? Oh, I'm just throwing it out huh. there. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like we should embrace this. It okay. probably will be next year. Next right. year. <laughs> yeah, it probably will be. Okay. All right. Uh, it really is incredible. So, um, I don't know how we so got weird. here. I Slowly but surely. Yeah. Steadily. And we ignored too it's, many things. You know, yeah, it's like how does somebody uh, go bankrupt? Very slowly mm-hmm. and then all at once. Yeah. Uh, we didn't notice the very slowly part. And uh, we're noticing the all at once part, which is which is so good as we're here on the eve of it's, not only another very special uh, pride month, but also on the eve of World War Two, I think or three. I think that is <laughs> man, I feel warm inside. I feel like 7000 degrees warm inside. But uh, just really, it's really special. It's well, really I, special. I go back to last week and this, the original story that Kamala Harris told about the two frogs, you know, because that mm. nobody's heard that. Wait. And it really resonated with me. Did she write that? Was that an original she wrote that, piece I think, of writing? just last week? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Good heavens. I've missed the Kamala Harris. Oh, you missed fr- the. How fr- did I miss it? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Glenn, if you I, put one frog in a pot of water and you slowly oh. turn up the heat. That frog's just going to mm-hmm. stay in there and enjoy it until he dies. But the other frog, mm. if you put the frog in the water and then turn it up really high, really fast, that frog will jump out of the pot. Wow. And that's uh, what happened to us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We were the first frog. 
Huh. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that's actually true. It isn't true. Um, no, it isn't. It's yeah. Not true. So uh, both frogs will jump nice out of the pot. Fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. again, a very nice fairy tale given to us by uh, Kamala Harris. Indeed. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but um, if Biden were to drop out, mm-hmm. there is a three-way. <laughs> this is how bad it is for the Democrats. There's a three-way tie. 18% of Democratic voters would say, I'm with Kamala Harris. Okay. The v- that you okay. think the sitting <clears throat> VP would have 75% of the vote, right? Yeah, uh, that should. Think. Eight, eight, and it's 18, 18. Which I thought was high. <laughs> 18. <laughs> second, second is Hillary Clinton at 15. Oh my gosh. Third is Bernie Sanders at 12. Yeah, the Democrats are in good shape, aren't they? Yeah, the best Ooh, I, the really, best part no, about really this are. poll is is the face made by Gavin Newsom. When oh he reads yeah, it. I love it. I love oh, the idea love of this so guy great. sitting there opening up this poll and realizing he's not even in the top three because you know what? He really thinks he's in the top three. He oh, thinks yeah. he's number one by a mile. He does, and he's not. Well, well, you also have uh, those receiving. At least 4%. California Governor Gavin Newsom, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Robert F. Kennedy, Elizabeth Warren, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Stacey Abrams. I mean, you could pick any of those and I'd be happy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They really do have a bad Oh, my gosh. They do. They they don't have no, but they have nothing. Is AOC even old enough now to be president? She turns 35 in uh, October. Okay. I didn't think she was currently. She isn't currently. In October, she she is. is. She would qualify for it because she turns, Mm. I think it's it's October. You were such, you were such an ageist. You're going on that old dusty document, you have to be mm-hmm. at least 35. What an Sorry. ageist you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. I'm so I, sick of it. I know. She could just identify By, as 38, <laughs> you know? And, right. Why not? We, we we're changing By everything the way, else. By the way, before we get to Stacey Abrams, let's remember that Biden is still in the race, but he's facing two foes. One is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and the other that doesn't get a lot of talk is self-help author Marianne Williamson. Uh, <laughs> and she'll cuddle. Mm-hmm. She'll cuddle with Putin. And it'll be, mm-hmm. I mean, the war will be over. She'll be like, let me just, let's hug it out. Can <laughs> let's I, hug it out. Can I make a p- potentially unpopular point with mm-hmm. the audience for a moment here? Mm-hmm. Have we come to the point that we've oversold how well RFK Jr. is doing in this race? Like, I understand mm. that there's a lot of people on the right who have this affinity, this sudden affinity for mm. RFK I Jr. The don't. Ma- oh, I don't. Well, you, don't. You don't, Glenn, because, Run. you know, he basically threatened your life in front of thousands yeah. of people. So I can yeah. understand why you might not be coming along uh, for that one. He uh, accused you of treason and said you should be uh, treated like a traitor. And this along is over with Rush climate Limbaugh. change, right? Uh, over climate change. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. all. Uh, but I would like to say it's overstated. He said thousands of people. It was on CNN, so it was maybe a couple hundred people. <laughs> no, it was at a big uh, live event. He said it on stage at a massive oh. live event where oh. there were a lot of people uh, who, who saw it. Mm. Wow. And, and like, I, I get that, like, as I've said it, the fact that, that RFK Jr. is hitting 20% is 
is a crazy, crazy thing. It shouldn't mm-hmm. happen. And it crazy. shows how, one, there's a lot of name recognition for RFK Jr. Two, he probably is connecting with some people on the Democratic Party. Yeah. Three, Joe Biden's really, really bad. So right. there's a point to make there that he's hitting 20%. However, I will say, everyone says this, that he's hitting 20%. That one poll where he hit 20% was two months ago. He's have now had two months of polling where he has not hit 20%. He is behind. What does he hit? He's. Uh, let me see. I'll bring it up here in a second. If uh, let's see, Democratic nomination. Um, it, it, uh, he has not hit twenty percent in two months. He's been hitting between uh, eight and eight. Fifteen. Wow. Oh now, man. And we joke. Wow. We, a lot of people will sit here and say, "Oh, well, Ron DeSantis is is a total disaster. He's thirty and forty points behind." There hasn't been a poll where. Uh, RFK Jr. has been within 40 points at all. I mean, it's been months mm-hmm. at least since we've seen mm-hmm. that. In addition, the Marianne Williamson thing is interesting, right? Marianne Williamson, we can all agree, is a <laughs> zilch is? of a candidate, right? Like, she's not a real yes. candidate. Yes, She is nothing, well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to her, but, like, she does not have a constituency. She is just basically nothing. Like, let me give you a couple of polls here. Like, the Yahoo News poll from, this is from June 20th, uh, Biden 67 Williamson four, Kennedy eight. Like, okay, he's four points ahead of Marianne Williamson in this poll. <laughs> sure, right? Like, so he's doing okay. really well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some All polls, right. some polls, he's up by ten. Uh, some polls, he's up by uh, you know, like he's up by eleven. Her. He's up by seven. Yeah, he's up that, by twelve over but, her. But like, that is the difference between any. You could throw any name on there, and they're going to get the seven percent in one of these polls, mm-hmm. and he's getting twelve. Well, He's getting 17. Well, He's getting 15. Like, hey. I'm not saying it's nothing, right? He And he's shown, like, some ability to to connect to the right and to the center, which is impressive, mm-hmm. right? There are some it, things he's doing. Crazy. But let's not overstate this. He's not do, he's not competitive in this race at all. No. He's losing by 40 and 50 points in every single poll. Mm. And yeah, but you, that's only because once you get Marianne Williamson to drop out, you know, then that thing is a juggernaut. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about my Patriot supply. You know the drill. One crazy story blows up in the media. The next thing you know, there are empty shelves all around the grocery store. Cats and dogs are sleeping together. It is madness. That's why you don't want to be part of that madness. Do you want to live in a world with half dog, half cat? I don't. I don't. One that, you know, will, uh, I don't know, bark at night, uh, but not to protect you just because, you know, it wants out and uh, hates your guts and is opening the door for the burglars. That's what a cat, half cat, half dog would do, honestly. Anyway, what you need is a supply of emergency food on hand before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing that you can feed your family in a crisis and you don't have to worry about the fragile nature of our food supply. Please, let me recommend to you My Patriot Supply. MyPatriotSupply.com. Go get your one-week emergency food supply. One-week emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply, nation's largest preparedness country, uh, company with millions of happy, worried-free customers. I'm one of them. The kit comes with a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There is uh, no skimping on the meals. They offer 2,000 calories per day. 
Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You got nothing? Throw this in the back of your car. One week of emergency food, MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're someone who takes shooting seriously, you know that getting good requires a lot of practice. And a lot of practice used to mean spending a lot of money on ammunition, on range fees. But then iTarget came along. Uh, iTarget Pro, they had these cool laser bullets. You put them in your real weapon um, and you can fire them and you, um, you know, do all sorts of really cool things. Well, now they've invented the iTarget Cube. This is additional uh, cool thing on top of your iTarget laser bullets. It works with your iTarget laser bullets. But you can find these cubes and you can place them you know, all over the house. You can uh, rec- uh, upgrade to a three-pack. You can have a really cool training experience. And you can practice random shooting drills, uh, clearing drills, or use random mode to test your ability to react, all while the system times every shot that you make. You can practice alone. You can compete with friends. It's a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, you're not putting holes in the wall. You're not shooting actual bullets, so you're saving a ton of money. Um, and it's all compatible with your home's Wi-Fi, so you can place them anywhere in your home and practice self-defense scenarios safely without the expense and inconvenience of having to go to the shooting range. If you want those benefits and you don't want all the cost and the drawbacks, iTarget is for you. Right now, you can save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BLAZE10 when you come to iTargetPro.com. iTarget comes in all the most popular calibers, so you can train with pretty much any firearm. Uh, this is the most effective way to do this itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The code is BLAZE10 to save now. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. You know, there's so many things that are going on that you really are one of the only people that you may know that understand these things uh, with any level of understanding. The stories that we tell you every day are news stories. They're not stories. They're news stories. And when you look uh, around you, people are avoiding the news now. And that's because they know they're not getting any truth. You have to connect some of the dots for your friends, uh, at least the ones that are open uh, to listening. But it is, it's, it's very interesting to me because I'm, I'm – um, hanging out uh, the last couple of days with people who are not immersed in the news. And what I'm coming away with is this feeling that some of them uh, know that something is really, really wrong. They don't know exactly what. Um, and, you know, they, they, for instance, don't know we're going to war, aren't we? Why are we going to war? What's going on? That that should be something that we don't casually think of. But people don't believe they're getting the truth from anyone. It is really important that you do your own homework and um, and bone up on as much of the truth as you can when you find it and share it with others. Uh, I'd like to just remind you that our new book, Dark Future, is out right now wherever you get your books. You can go to Glenn's new book and grab it. Uh, 
Dark Future, please get a hardbound copy of this so you have it. Dark Future, know the truth of what's happening, why it's happening, and who's making it happen. Dark Future, available wherever books are sold now. The Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about Jace uh, Medical. Jace Medical is a great group of people who know that uncertain times are coming. And right now, I've been telling you for almost a year now about their ability to make sure that you have antibiotics. You can get their Jace case has five of the most important antibiotics ready for emergency use. You can keep them at your house. Uh, Also, they now have a prescription supply service that allows you to get up to 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of an emergency. This will cover a whole bunch of medications, cholesterol, diabetes, heart health, blood pressure, mental health, all the things that if you don't take, you could die. If there's a disruption in the supply chain, make sure that you are covered. Go to jacemedical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout for a discount on your order. It's promo code Beck at jasemedical.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, last week, we, re, uh, we released Dark Future. It is the second in the series of uh, The Great Reset. It is the mechanics, it's the machine being built and who is building it and why they are building it. Uh, there is another book that comes out today by Carol Roth and it's kind of a companion book with mine. Uh, it is You Will Own Nothing um, and you'll love it, right? Except that's not what she says. You'll just own nothing. Your war with a new financial world order and how to fight back. She takes it down and we look at what your life is really going to be like when you're socially unacceptable and the debt becomes too big for everybody and then there's disorder and somebody comes in and says, I've got the plan and the digital dollar and what that means. All of this stuff is coming. You need to know how to survive it. Carol Roth is on with us in just a second. Plus, we have an update on Donald Trump. Looks like an, a, another arrest and indictment may be imminent. But don't worry, that cocaine thing, nah, we, didn't, we, we just couldn't see anything on the videotape. It, like, it just magically appeared. Uh-huh. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's MyPillow. 
MyPillow celebrating their 20th anniversary. And you know how Mike Lindell is when he has something to celebrate. He wants you in on the celebration. That's why right now, when you use the promo code BECK, you're going to get the lowest price ever on your queen-size pillow. The regular price is $69.98. You're going to get it for $19.98. And the king size is just $10 more. You'll also find deep discounts on all the other products. The sheets, the mattress toppers, the pet beds, the towels. I just take it off my foot now. The my slipper that I'm wearing right now. You can get them and a whole lot more. Join in on the 20th anniversary celebration. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK. And get the special deal on the pillows and everything else, 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. Comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. You don't really have anything to lose except your sleepless nights. MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. Stu, give me the uh, update on Donald Trump. Uh, He just uh, uh, posted something on Truth Social, and ABC News is verifying it as well. Yes, it's been confirmed by all the big media sources. They are saying that uh, Jack Smith has sent a letter to uh, Trump, and I guess it was Sunday night. Trump is saying it was Sunday night. He's saying that he is a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation gives him this is in georgia yep Uh, according to trump it gives me a very short four days to report to the grand jury which almost always means an arrest and indictment and i believe this is actually the there's two on january 6th there's a georgia one and there's the federal one i I think this is the federal one um that they're talking about smith is the guy who was appointed by merrick garland so yes it would be the federal one right so there still could still be more there could still be more but this one is, is just breaking. so there you go i think we have a totally non-biased justice system <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> i think i mean they can find all of this stuff and basically just make it up they can find all kinds of stuff on donald trump but man we can't find who had that cocaine <laughs> we just can't find out of the 80 bank flags flagging the money saying this is money laundering we just can't find any of those records for those banks and the biden family it is so weird Anyway, I wanted to bring Carol Roth on today. She is the author of a new book, comes out today, You Will Own Nothing. Uh, It is a great companion book for my book, uh, Dark Future. If you go and you buy one of them, you'll see these uh, two items most uh, uh, bought uh, together. Um, Because I'm showing you the, the mechanics of the machine. And Carol it takes not only the mechanics of the machine, but she takes it and now lays it out for what your life is, what it's going to look like, how it's going to come down, and, uh, and more importantly, what to do about it. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hi, Glenn. I'm doing well. And again, congratulations on Dark Future. And I do love seeing that every time you go to one of those online sites and they say, these books are frequently brought together, Dark Future, yeah, you know. nothing, because we've been strategizing on this together and talking about it for like well over a year. So, Carol, let me, let me, I want to just take you through the chapters of your book because it starts with socially unacceptable and social credit scores. And there are so many people that don't know about social credit scores or when they hear it, they're like, that's crazy. That's not going to happen here. It is happening here. So take me through chapter one, just 
highlights? Yeah, so with Chapter 1, we really kind of see um, what's happening with social credit. And I would, I would offer that there are sort of three phases. One is cancel culture, where it's really, you know, kind of people going after your social standing, which is the way that you get opportunities. They go after your jobs, um, which is obviously your income. And in some cases, they go after your business. And that gets kind of formalized into a sort of hybrid, loose social credit system you know, maybe the state's involved, but, you know, they haven't kind of formalized a, a number grading system. And then you get to what China has, which is a, a full graded system, although it's still developing and it's sort of on a jurisdiction by jurisdiction basis. So if you think about what happened during covid if you were wrong think, if you were the ones who weren't wearing masks and you know, not taking a vaccine, people were coming at you, whether it was your neighbor or in some cases the state. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You, you know, in some cases, were, um, they took a picture of you and put it on social media that you weren't wearing a mask. They were calling your employer. Um, if you think about what the Biden executive orders, you in some places couldn't have a job or just the threat to businesses from the state that this executive order came down, well, we're not really in it and required, but boy, we don't want to take that heat. So we feel the pressure, even though there isn't sort of that formal mandate to us. And then we actually saw the taking of assets, right? We saw businesses, particularly small businesses, being shut down, again, not based on data and science, but based on political clout and connections. Our neighbors to the north, uh, if you were part of that uh, trucker freedom convoy, you saw your bank account being seized. And we're seeing it, you know, it, across, you know, being deplatformed. We're seeing collusion with the state. So this idea that you know, that social credit is just about you know, quashing your your right to speech, there's a, a huge financial tie there as well, and really trying to manipulate people's behaviors. You know, whether you're the Joe Rogan or Dave Chappelle or you know just a person on the street, trying to manipulate that based on what a small group of people are saying is moral and right. So you say this leads us to a new financial world order, but you say it's coming in two parts. And the first one is about debt. Yeah, so the, the whole concept of a, a new financial world order, a new world order, sounds very conspiratorial. And one of the things that I wanted to do with this book is take the conspiracy theory out of it. Because, you know, it's very easy for people to say, oh, you know, New World Order, that sounds tinfoil hatty, I'm going to dismiss it. But as you wrote also in your book, and, and I cover it and you own nothing, you, all you need to do is go to the White House's website, you look at the speech that Correct. Joe Biden gave to the, to the Business Roundtable March 21st, 2022, and he walks through this. New financial world orders happen on a regular basis. We're about 80 years into ours being at the center of the financial universe. But before us, it was the British. And before the British, it was the Dutch. And so this is Correct. something that if you are elite and well-connected, you already know. And so you know, Joe Biden says this. He says, you know, it's going to every three or four generations, there's a, a new financial order and there's going to be a new world order out there and, and we've got to lead it. And I'm pretty sure when he's talking to the business roundtable, he's talking to those business elite, probably not me and you, Glenn, and probably not the people who Correct. are listening here today. Exactly um, so right. That, 
Yeah. So, so if you're these people and you're seeing that the global financial stakes are shifting, do you just kind of sit back and hope everything works out for you? Or do you jockey to try to make sure that you and your cronies stay on top, retain your wealth and retain your power? I don't think it's, it's at all conspiratorial. I think anybody with a brain would say, of course, you're going to try and do those kinds of things. So this, this, and it's, piece, it, 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 it. It's not necessarily, hang on just a sec, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's, it's not just, we expect that to be true. When 2008 came along, in 2006, I was talking to the guys that were all in Wall Street and financial sectors, and I said, guys, this doesn't work. And they would all fall back and say, Glenn, there's too much money at stake. All of the big thinkers are making sure that everything is taken care of. Well, we expected that. That's what their excuse was. You don't understand the system. And there's too much money at stake. There's too much money at stake. And so all of the big players, they know that. And what are we going to do to protect it? So it doesn't have to be nefarious. In this case, I think it is. But it doesn't have to be nefarious. It's logical that they would do that. It very much is, and it's a very much a, a rhyme of history. It's that uh, famous saying that's attributed to Mark Twain that history doesn't repeat itself, but it often does rhyme. And so you can kind of see these cycles. And lots of thinkers who are very well regarded will talk to you about these historical cycles. So when you look at this new financial world order, it, one of the things that, that occurs to me is that major economies don't you know, get sort of taken over by the outside. They really implode from within. And you can go all the way back to Rome from this, right? This is all an internal undoing that, you know, maybe there's a catalyst at the end, but it goes from, you know, basically where you have stable money to having way too much debt and excesses, and then you have to let your military lapse and all these kinds of things. And so that's really where this, this first part of the new financial world order is, is all the things that we have done internally to put ourselves in this position, whether it's having public debt to GDP of 125%, which even you know the IMF has said is unstable, the Treasury has said is unstable, the CBO has said it's unstable. So that, that does not sound very conspiracy theory to me. Whether it's the Biden administration weaponizing the dollar when they decided to freeze Russia's reserve assets after they invaded so Ukraine. Dangerous. Uh, the fact that the Fed has not kept the dollar stable on the international stage. Oh, by the way, they haven't kept it stable at home either, which is an amazing feat. Usually it's one right. or the other. So all these kinds of things move us, you know, in that cycle that we have, at the, being at the center of the financial universe, all of these things move us further to the edge and we're all seeing the repercussions. We're seeing some of the de-dollarization already. We're seeing the BRICS countries come out and say we're trying to have a, a new currency. We know the impact of the, the debt load. We've seen the inflation. Again, none of, all of this is very well documented. And so really important and center to You Will Own Nothing was me going in and you know, almost every paragraph has a little note on it where you can find the information. And if I had a choice, by the way, of where to source the information, I went to the corporate press because it's much harder for somebody who's trying to say this is a conspiracy theory to say what I point yep. out oh, this was in the Washington Post and Reuters and whatever, it's much harder for them to dismiss it. 
All right, back in just a second. I want to talk to you about debt because there's a new uh, uh, new stat out from the CBO that says that we are now borrowing five point one billion dollars every day. Uh, that means, don't worry, if you're the average taxpayer and you're paying fifteen thousand uh, dollars, it will take you thirty two hundred generations at that rate to pay off just the money we borrow today. So don't worry about that. Um, But with all of this borrowing, all of this debt, I think people think these numbers are so big that it's never going to come into play. They're never going to collect on it. It's not we're never going to be able to pay it. Nobody's going to pay their debt and they'll just erase our debt. Oh, no, it's not going to work the way it does for the banks and the big uh, people that are too big to fail. You're not too big to fail. When, uh, we'll talk to Carol about that here in just a second. First, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Would you be willing to pay more money for lower quality cell service if it meant not having to give your money to the big companies who support awful things like Planned Parenthood? Some would say yes. I would think about it and go, well, how bad is the quality? What if I say you don't have to sacrifice, you don't have to pay more, you're going to pay less, and you're going to get the same coverage that you currently have, plus you'll have better service. Now it's a no-brainer, right? So why haven't you switched to Patriot Mobile yet? They are the only Christian conservative wireless provider offering affordable, dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. Get the best possible service in your area without all of the woke politics. Switch to Patriot Mobile. 100% U.S.-based customer service team is going to make switching really easy. You keep your phone, keep your number if you want. You just go to PatriotMobile.com slash back. Call 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BECK. Free activation today. Offer code BECK, PatriotMobile.com slash back or 878-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Carol, let's talk a little bit about debt. Um, The numbers are so big uh, that nobody thinks that anything's going to happen to this. They they don't even begin to understand. Um, And when we have huge debt like this, and let's say we go to war, we don't have the money to pay for the war. And when everyone's in debt and that bubble starts to burst, all kinds of bad things follow. What's going to happen to our debt? How do you explain borrowing five billion, five point one billion dollars every day? What that means? I mean, it's it's so staggering. No wonder people can't get their their head wrapped around it. And I blame um, you know, some of these people who are in the MMT. Area That stands for Modern Monetary Theory. I call it a name that I heard elsewhere called Magic Money Tree. Because the idea Mm. is that if you own a printing press, you can never default on your debt because you can print more money, which I guess is true in theory, um, but it just absolutely obliterates the value of the dollar. And I think what so many people forget 
is that money is just a proxy. It's a proxy for the fruits of your labor, for productivity. It's a, it's a convenience so that we no longer have to, to trade and go, oh, well, I have an egg and you're a doctor and I need a, someone else needs a cow and how do we all sort this out? It's a proxy, but it's a proxy for that productivity. So if you print more dollars and there's no additional productivity, then you debase everything at least on a one-to-one basis. I would... I would venture to say that with compounding, it's actually a, a worse scenario. And we saw this um, over the past few years when everybody wanted stimulus checks. They said, oh, you know, I need my Donnie dollars and I need my Biden bucks here. You know, give me my $1,000. Give me my $1,200. And there were people like you and me standing up going, no, don't do this. This is a trick. You're going to end up spending right. seven to $10,000 for the rest of your life. But most people don't understand that. So when you see the, the debt levels going up, there are a couple of things that are happening concurrently. One is that you know, we no longer have these central banks around the world who want to, to, to buy that debt. And if you think about what happened during COVID is who came in to buy that debt. It wasn't other central banks, and you know, for, to the, for a large part, it wasn't your traditional investors. It was the Federal Reserve, <laughs> again. Which, which is up- just a, col- a collection of private banks, all the banks, the biggest ones, that are all in trouble, borrowing money from the Fed. The Fed is, th- it's just the, it's those banks and they they elect uh, uh, people to go sit in and give monetary policy for the United States as a private institution. So if you think the banks are unstable, they're the ones printing the money and giving it to us. That doesn't yeah, sound good. No, and, and they're, they're making up, when you think of a printer, you actually think of like a physical money printer. This is just an entry. It's like basically going into your bank account and being like, oh, Glenn, let's just put a million dollars in there and we'll go shopping. If you and I did that, it would be fraud. We'd go to jail. When the Fed does it, it's monetary policy. I'm not sure how that sort right. of puts together. And you talk about this in The Incredible Shrinking Dollar. This is Chapter 4, and I, I, I want you to go over... The reason why this isn't insanity this time, or so they say, is that we um, have entered a new modern era where technology will control inflation. So we can print as much as we want, and yeah, it'll cause inflation, but we have the technology now to keep that under control. And that technology is just monitoring what every single person does, wants, and spends, correct? Yes. Yeah, so this is sort of, you know, one of the big theses that we have is that because um, there is so much pressure on the Fed and the government with these debts that they're going to be desperate and they're going to be looking at any any ways that they can get themselves out of it. And one of the okay, possibilities... Okay, so, so hang on. I'm, I've only got 10 seconds left. I'm sorry to do that to you. We got to take you over you tell us one of the possibilities and we'll get into the rest which leads to digital dollars you'll own nothing you will own nothing carol roth's new book uh let me tell you about our uh, sponsor uh this half hour our sponsor is uh, rough greens Dogs need a good dose of nutrition in the food they eat in order to lead a happy and healthy life. My dog, Uno, has begun to 
slow down in his old age and it is so hard to watch he's now i think has problems with his hips he's a german shepherd and he's limping and it's <sighs> but he has had such a great life especially the last four or five years he became a puppy again um these are some of the best years he has had and i credit it honestly to dennis black he's the naturopathic doctor who came up with rough greens they are full of vitamins minerals probiotics antioxidants if it's healthy for your dog it's in rough greens and you sprinkle this on your dog's food so please get a first trial bag for free all you pay for is shipping go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833 glenn 33 it's 833 g-l-e-n-n 33 833 glenn 33 or roughgreens.com slash back you will own nothing by carol roth the dark future by glenn beck available wherever you get your books today Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're talking to Carol Roth, who has a new book out called You Will Own Nothing. It is um, a great companion with a great reset and dark future. She really breaks down a lot of the stuff that I, I didn't break down. She goes into different solutions and different understandings on how this is really, truly going to affect you. Uh, and what is coming. And we were talking about inflation in this modern monetary theory, um, which is the idea that governments can just print as much money as they want, uh, and they'll be able to control inflation this time around. It's never worked before, but this time they have the technology to be able to control your spending. And Carol said there's a couple of things uh, that you need to know about modern monetary theory and controlling inflation. Carol, welcome back. Yes, thanks so much, Glenn. You know, when you think about really high debt loads, that is when people get desperate. It's also when governments get desperate because there's only so many ways that they can finance the continuation of the growth of the government, which is how they see getting their power and their wealth. So for you, you know, there are a few options. It means that they have to get more money from you, which means that they raise taxes or in a little preview of Chapter 11, perhaps they come after your actual assets and wealth. And we can talk more about that in a bit. Um, they can shrink services, but obviously that's usually, you know, that their promises are, if you, they take those away, that's very politically unpopular. We saw what happened in France a few weeks ago when they said they wanted to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64, and they burned down Paris. So, you know, that, that's sort of <laughs> not the way that they, they like to go, right? So Correct. the third thing is to, to figure out, you know, how do we layer on more debt, but we run out of people who want to buy the debt. And so, you know, my concern, I know it's one that you share and you do a, a great job of talking about this in, in Dark Future as well, is that they decide to go for something like a central bank digital currency, which gives them full control over your money. And, you know, as we've been talking about you own nothing and the point of it to debunk the conspiracy element around this, CBDC is another one where they keep going, oh, you know, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, that's not happening. But we just 
saw the New York Fed and 12 financial institutions complete a study, a pilot program at the wholesale level, and their findings, which you can find that report online, were very, very favorable. And then the G7 mm-hmm. came out with principles, coordinated principles, by the way, on retail-facing CBDC. So these are not the actions that you take if this is something that's absolutely off the table or a conspiracy theory. And there are so many different ways in here, but one of the things as we talk about this this idea of, of debasing the dollar is for them to get out of it by promising people more digital dollars in exchange for their U.S. dollar. It reminds me very much of that Saturday Night Live skit, and I reference it in the book, <laughs> with Dan Aykroyd from the 70s, back when they actually used to do really great political commentary, and they did a piece <laughs> on right. monetary printing, and they're like, wouldn't wouldn't you love to drive a $100,000 car and wear a $50,000 suit? Everyone's going to be millionaires. Really poking fun right. at the fact that just because you have more you know, nominal dollars doesn't mean that the purchasing power is the same. And so I just see a scenario where they go, we're going to offer you, Glenn, a hundred digital dollars for every dollar. And you're going to go, that's a really bad idea. We're not doing this. But there are a bunch of people who are going to be like, that's amazing. I'm going to be a millionaire, not understanding what that does to purchasing power. And those kinds of things are going to be the carrot to get people into this digital dollar system, which then is really the end of agency and freedom, because it means if they want to control inflation, instead of the Fed using interest rates as their lever, they literally destruct demand by just cutting off your money. They say, you can't spend it. We're trying to control inflation. It's for your benefit, Glenn. It's so evil. So evil. So you, I'm skipping a ton. The book is just so full of just great stuff. You then talk about the renting of the American dream. And a lot of people will go, oh, well, I don't mind. We rent everything. I don't have to own it. Uh, you know, why would I, you know, why, why would I want to own things that depreciate in value? Well, there's a reason. This, this, to me, might be one of the most nefarious things that is going on in plain sight that not enough people are talking about. So when you think about the concept of the American dream, what pops into everyone's mind? It's a home. Sometimes it has a picket fence, but that, that, you know, that's the, the physical embodiment of the American dream. And I think the reason for that is because that's how Americans create wealth. A house is the largest asset on household balance sheets across the nation. So most people in this nation are deriving their wealth first and foremost from having a house and having that appreciate in value over time. What has shifted, and this was one of the craziest pieces of research that I did for You Will Own Nothing, is I found out that before 2010, there was no meaningful corporate money in the single-family home market. It just did not exist. So corporations Say that again. Buy. This is really important. Before 2010, the tail end of the Great Recession financial crisis, when they gave the corporations the easy money, when they bailed out Wall Street and almost 5 million people lost their homes to foreclosures and short sale, there was no meaningful corporate investors in the single-family home market. 
Then, obviously, the Fed policy, which basically just transfers money from Main Street to Wall Street, created all of this debt that was cheap and easy access for Wall Street. They went out. They started you know, bidding up every asset class they could find. They ran out of places where they felt like they could get a return on their money. But they've got all this debt. They've got to put it to work. So do, do, do. The radar goes onto single-family homes, the literal embodiment of the American dream, and your wealth creation. We have now have, 13 years later, as of the, well, actually, at the end of last year, so just about 12 years later, one in every five homes that is being purchased in the United States is being purchased by a corporation, and what they are doing, they are not taking them and fixing them up and flipping them back to you to enjoy and get that asset appreciation. They are renting you the American dream, and they are stealing that wealth from families. They're taking away the money that normally would be that biggest asset class and help you to gain wealth and pass it on to your family, and they are transferring that to Wall Street. And there are companies, and, and again, this is something that, that was covered by 60 Minutes. I went right to their financial filings, so things like their 10K reports and their annual reports, and I showed you what they were saying. They are purposely targeting the middle class. They know the middle class has jobs and they can you know, pay for things, but they're taking away that opportunity for you to, to gain wealth. And if you go back to that initial World Economic Forum prediction where the title came from, you'll own nothing, the second part is and you'll be happy. So they're trying to get you to buy into this. They want you to think this is for your convenience and your benefits. And so middle-class people, as well as a whole slew of young people, are now no longer able to afford the American dream, in part because of all of this institutional capital that came in, because the Fed gave them basically free money to come compete with you for your home. It is disgusting, and, what and this is an area we have to fight back on. Uh, this, is, this is something that they are trying to use you know, cars and appliances as something like, you know, why, why buy it? Why not just rent it and then let it be somebody else's problem? All of the depreciation, et cetera, et cetera. But homes generally don't depreciate. They go up. And so they're taking assets that do depreciate like cars and putting that in the same category as a house which is a great storehouse for money and grows wealth over time. You, they're, they're conning you from the beginning by, by getting people to say, well, I lease my car. I mean, and that's great because I don't, I don't own it at the end. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, I get all kinds of perks. That's not the same as your house. When you drive your house <laughs> off the lot, when you buy your house, <laughs> It doesn't drop in value. When you buy a car, it immediately drops in value the minute you drive it. And let me tell you something else that I talk about um, you know, in the book is why the house 
has become such a huge store of value. It's because of a concept called duration, which is basically just the amount of time that passes. A problem that a lot of people have, like when they're in the stock market, is that they see the stocks going up and down and they panic when they're down and they think that, you know, they're losing money and they end up selling out um, or maybe they run into a recession and they have to sell that. That doesn't happen in the same way with houses because you're consuming it. You know, you've got kids in school. It's, it's not an easy thing for you. So you're not on Zillow every day going, oh, it looks like my house is down 5%. I better sell it. So people have duration in their homes, and they're able to wait out these financial cycles, these boom and bust cycles that are usually really good for the wealthy investors. I call it the vulturing of boom and bust cycles because they come in and when the normal people panic and everything goes down in price, they feed on that and they get the appreciation out of it. That hasn't happened as historically with the home, which I think is one of those reasons why it's become such an important asset for households. So the idea that you have these companies coming out and saying, no, we want to take that away. We want to wrench you the American dream and then try to tell you it's for your benefit is just you know very disturbing and you know the common through line in all of these things is you will own nothing and you know the people who own did not own things through history they were not free they were not happy and in many cases they lost their lives so the, yeah. the concept of ownership is it's tied up with freedom and wealth creation so uh, carol roth has the new book out it is called you will own nothing it is a great companion piece with dark future if you haven't bought dark future yet buy it and get you will own nothing uh and understand the entire cycle of this we didn't get in a chance uh carol to finish um in i i think finish really the housing thing and that is Corporate America is buying up houses, so you're boxing out the the average guy. And if you think about all the people who say, my mom and dad bought this house in California for $10,000, and they just sold it for, you know, $2 million, that's because they owned it over a long period of time. But there's they're not only trying to now buy those up so you can't own that and get that appreciation, but they can. There's something else. If you do decide to own it and you want to pass it on to your kids, that's where the government comes in. And uh, we'll have you back later this week to talk about that. Um, You Will Own Nothing is the name of the book by Carol Roth. Thanks, Carol. Back in uh, just a second. First, let me tell you about Car Shield. If you uh, if you like the idea of driving your car till the doors fall off like I do, uh, I have an idea for you Uh, once that warranty is out, then you are looking at big fixes that aren't always covered. CarShield covers many of those things. They offer affordable protection plans to fit every budget, and they cover more parts than ever before. You'll want them when those costly repairs are needed. And you can count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental options, trip reimbursement, all at no extra cost. CarShield, dedicated protecting what you drive. Get coverage like I have. CarShield at 800 227 
6100 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan now. Lock in your price, and it will never go up. 800-227-6100. It's carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Stu, I, I'd like to go over some uh, politics uh, next hour uh, because there's a lot of interesting things happening uh, right now. Vivek Ramaswamy came out and uh, made an announcement yesterday, which I think is very exciting. Donald Trump came out, uh, at least I shouldn't say this, the New York Times came out and wrote one of the most confusing articles I've ever read. I have no idea. <laughs> what that story really even means uh it's important that we get to that also joe manchin is talking about uh running you buy that uh, at all as a third oh i would hope but i don't i I, it would be so great there's no signs i've ever seen that joe manchin is going to do anything but help the democratic party in the end he threatens all sorts of other things to win elections in west virginia but when has he ever stepped to the plate in any in well, any circumstance. he might think that it will hurt uh, uh, Donald Trump more because with, you know, John Huntsman, ugh, uh, he'll think that, you know, John Huntsman and uh, Democrat running together, it'll be great. He might think that that would hurt the Republicans more. I, I don't think so. I don't think anybody's fooled by Manchin or uh, John Huntsman Jr. Maybe it's just me. It's not. <laughs> it's it's not it is not just you that i can assure you i, I just don't buy the man anything that joe manchin says you have to take with uh a salt mine and uh he, he just you know they keep talking about this and i think he likes keeping it he likes he likes the thread of this i think more than the actual idea because of course obviously he wouldn't win but that's not even the point i suppose uh but it's a uh it is one of those things where he they He's keeping it alive. He keeps that ball in the air here, which might give him a nice uh, fundraising apparatus and and everything else. But, I mean, look, the bottom line is when the Democratic Party asks Joe Manchin at the end of the day to really do something, he does it. He will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Coming up next hour, a look at politics. Also, if you're following me and want to know what is happening and what I'm involved in this week, Uh, You can follow our actions at the ranch at Inspired Arts League. You just go to uh, uh, their website or you can go to Instagram and just follow Inspired Arts League. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you're one of those people who have to deal with embarrassing sweat just about any time you get into a public situation or you're, you know, outside, especially what is the temperature in in Dallas, Stu? This week is it, it was, still like 110? Yeah, it was over. It was over 100 yesterday for sure. 108 was a, my car said it was 108. So oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it was hot. Makes you want to jump into a hole and just disappear, and um, and then you don't really have any confidence because you're sweating so much, sweating through your shirt. May I suggest Sweat Block? It is the best sweat protection protocol on the market, and they are magic wipes. I mean, they are amazing. You apply them once. It'll keep you sweat-free for days. They last about a week for me, and I'm telling you, it it is 
It's just a totally different way of dealing with, you know, deodorant and antiperspirant. If you haven't tried Sweat Block yet, this message is for you. Get improved confidence with a discount. Use the promo code BECK, sweatblock.com, save 20%. Sweatblock.com. America. Yesterday, one of the candidates, Vivek Ramaswamy, released his judicial appointments and uh, his hand-picked Supreme Court appointments and federal courts of appeal. Uh, and it's pretty great, if I might say. Uh, also, the New York Times has come out with a story on Donald Trump where he's just going to take all the power of the presidency and he's going to steamroll over everybody. Okay, I don't think so, but I don't honestly even begin to understand their reporting. It is so convoluted, I have absolutely no idea what he's planning. So we'll get into that as well as we talk a little politics on the Glenn Beck program. 60 seconds, we begin. First, let me tell you about preborn. One of these days, maybe in our lifetimes, it is possible you'll see the abolition of abortion. The history books of the future will write about this generational trauma, the breakdown of families, the destruction of basic morality, and how one day it came to an end. You wanna be a part of that? You wanna be a part of fighting for the life of children and the lives and well-being of mothers. Preborn. Preborn is an exceptional organization. They provide free ultrasounds and postnatal help for up to two years. They're helping move the needle tremendously. They are actually in the high-density areas where most abortions happen, and they offer moms a choice, a real choice. First, they give them a free ultrasound paid for by people like you and me. They see the baby. They're much more likely to choose life, like 80% more likely to choose life if they see and hear the baby. The second thing is, is they care about these women because a lot of them come in and they don't think that they have a choice. They do have a choice. They just need some backup help. This is the other part of preborn that I just love. They take care of the mom and child for up to two years. One ultrasound, $28. Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can find out all about it and donate at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. So, uh, Ramaswamy, by the way, let me, let me start here because uh, the Washington Examiner um, ranked all of the candidates that were in Iowa with us, and I think they rated them exactly the same we did. 
They said, Tim Scott, unfortunately for Scott, the interview with Carlson highlighted the South Carolina senator's least appealing side, his tendency to joke his way out of difficult situations. He had some non-answers, um, and that really didn't go well for him. But they didn't, they didn't think he was, they didn't think he destroyed himself. Where Asa Hutchinson, a mess. Mike Pence, another mess. Nikki Haley, I think they had the same, same exact, uh, you know, uh, view on her. Tucker Carlson went easy on her. He chose not to go after Haley in the way he went after Hutchinson and Pence and didn't press her on some issues such as Ukraine. It allowed Haley to do things such as go off on a crowd-pleasing and plausible reading of the White House cocaine situation. Um, then Vivek. The youngest, 37, the youngest candidate with no governmental experience. Ramaswamy has made real inroads in the GOP race. Then Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, was the last candidate to to appear, and he was the best. I think that's exactly the way we rated all of the candidates. And this this is from the Washington Examiner. Yeah, I think that's a fair rating. I think... Just pure performance-wise, I had Ramaswamy slightly ahead of DeSantis. I think, you know, there's a difference between those two candidates in that, you know, Ramaswamy has a lot more to gain, right? People don't really know. It's He's kind of the first time, uh, it's sort of the first time that a lot of people have ever seen him uh, speak. So I think he had a more to gain there. Um, obviously, yeah. the, the profile of DeSantis is a, is a lot more consistent with someone who could actually win the nomination, where Ramaswamy is you're not sure yet yeah i think you know, if you think about this this the way this race has kind of spread out so far you have obviously trump at number one and desantis at number two and then you have a huge group of people that you expect at some point someone's going to have a moment if you think about the pete Buttigieg run in 2020 like it's a it's a parallel that you could see ramaswamy potentially hitting right where he's a really you know he's a good communicator can he get to 13, 14, 15% in these polls? I think it's possible. Yeah. I think that's, that's I do legitimately too. possible. And that's about what, what Buttigieg did. I'm hoping that he is a vice, vice presidential candidate. Um, and, you know, I said earlier, I think that Ramaswamy will be the candidate that Donald Trump chooses. I have no idea because Trump could choose anyone. Uh, and, uh, and uh and blow this all to hell but uh, ramaswamy is the kind of guy that is a out-of-the-box thinker i think he would be deferential to trump um the only problem is is that donald trump might think that he might be overshadowed shadowed by ramaswamy but i don't think ramaswamy would would do that uh i think he would play a role but he would be a very good advisor to Trump. So yesterday, Ramaswamy uh, released a list of people he would consider nominating to the Supreme Court if he were elected president. Two of the candidates, Ted Cruz and Mike Lee. And I wish those were the only ones on his list, um, because I'd like to see both of those guys on the Supreme Court. And the next president could nominate be responsible for two other justices on the Supreme Court, and one of them might be a replacement for Clarence Thomas. And if he's not replaced by a Mike Lee or a Ted Cruz, we're in trouble. We need somebody who reads the Constitution as it was written. 
Um, I, I personally, even if we had control of the Senate, I would lose control of the Senate for those two. If they were both put onto the Supreme Court, I wouldn't care if we lost the Senate. Those two would be so important. Yeah, two seats of the Supreme Court, I think, would outweigh a, you know, a couple of years of Senate control. Uh, I would agree with you on that for sure. Yeah. Especially with the Republican yeah. president. Um, though, I mean, there are other good judges you could go to. I mean, I, but Mike Lee, I mean, Mike Lee would be fantastic on the Supreme Court. He, Mike Lee know. is, he is Mr. Supreme Court. And he's, he's, I don't mean this in a bad way because I love him and he's very funny in person. He is really yeah. very funny in person, but he's, He's boring enough to be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, there's no, you're never going to see like, ah, Mike Lee swinging, you know, with the transvestite. It doesn't happen with Mike Lee. No, He's, I, there's <laughs> never going to be a scandal with Mike Lee. I, just, I, I would agree. He'll just, his scandal will be, well, I, I read both sides and I read the Constitution and I think I have to side with we the people. That's as exciting as it'll ever get. Yeah. And to me, that's the Super Bowl of excitement that I want from Mike Lee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I want to return to some boring politics every once in a while. Um, I like the I think I like, though, the new thing with candidates yes. letting their Supreme Court picks out in advance. I, I like it. I mean, Trump it was the trailblazer here, uh, mainly because people yep. didn't trust him on this stuff. And he right. he put this out. Now, of course, he did wind up picking two of his three justices that were not on his initial list, which I, I didn't I, like that. I don't like that. But still, uh, he did. The first one was on the list, and that's essentially all he really promised. And, you know, I think you have the three uh, Kavanaugh I'm still a little, you know, uh, not so warm about. But the other two I'm, I'm, I'm pretty OK with. I think he did a pretty good job there. And certainly, like, regardless of how these these justices turn out, the fact that they got Roe versus Wade overturned is so monumental that it's hard yeah, to monumental. ever be critical of this. And I like the idea of, like, these candidates coming out and saying, here, I'm going to stand. I'm gonna, this is a statement of principles. And they talk about a budget is essentially a statement of your principles, right? Where you really want to spend your money shows what you actually care about. This falls yeah. in that same category. And I, I wish they all would do this. I think that would be a really positive thing going forward i think there's a change coming though i really do i think we are on if it's not this election it will be the next election where we are going to have a generational change and uh you know assuming that we have a country or another election uh i i think we'll finally get these damn hippies out of power <laughs> okay archie oh, <laughs> okay um uh, there's another thing that he said yesterday, and I love this. Um, he said uh, Biden's top focus appeared to be on diversity and race and gender. While I drew from diverse experiences, current and former federal judges and former solicitor general two U.S. senators, my sole criteria was to select candidates with an unwavering commitment to an originalist understanding of the U.S. Constitution, who also understand the unique threats to liberty in the 21st century, including lurking state action. Our courts remain the last line of defense against the overreach and weaponization of government government as president i will appoint judges who will protect the integrity of our constitutional republic i love that he also said uh that he was signing the women for america's legislative action committee's presidential promise to american women have you even heard of that i looked it up today and i read it i love this 
as president of the United States, I promise to uphold the truth that women are exclusively female. Only women can get pregnant and bear children. Only women can be mothers. Under my administration, the status and dignity of women and girls will not be compromised in law or policy. There are two sexes. If you have XX chromosomes, you're a woman. If you have XY chromosomes, you're a man, period. Gender dysphoria is a mental health disorder. Affirming kids' confusion isn't compassion, it's cruelty, and that's the truth. That's what he tweeted out yesterday. Can, Donald Trump has also signed this. Can you imagine reading this to someone five years ago? They would think you were nuts. Like it's like it's Stoop. every single Stoop. statement in that is blatantly obvious. Full stop. Stu. We had uh, a proclamation for the family that was uh, released by my church in the 1990s. And it was insane. We all looked at it and went, what? The, I mean, what are they thinking? What? What? And it specifically talked about the roles of men and women and gender and that gender is ordained by God and there is no changing of gender. All of this stuff. And we're like, what are they even thinking? <laughs> yeah. In 1995, they did that. Mm. Now it's kind of like, huh, that seems pretty smart, almost prophetic. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I, not prophetic. They saw that coming for I sure. Mean, yeah. It it, I mean, so you, mm. you, you look at just five years ago, eight years ago, and that's what I really, I would really like you to talk to your friends who are lost in this and just say, Look, we know each other. No offense. I am not trying to change your mind. I want you to change my mind. Tell me the new information that you received. Because I know you 10 years ago, you would have said, that's not true. So let's follow the science here. What new information did you receive about how this affects children? Um, the suicide rate, anything. Tell me the scientific evidence that has changed your mind. They won't be able to do it. So wait, so, so if the science is on the other side, why did you change your mind? And what's happened? Because you are a total, you're in a completely different in, position and a position that you would have said 10 years ago was the position of someone who was nuts how did you get there i think you're totally right and you know what the answer of course is it's like i don't know twitter politics i i I don't you know it's something it's something outside of science and reality and like i almost feel uncomfortable calling this science it's it's like these truths will be held as self, these are self-evident truths, right? This isn't even, you don't even have to go to science. We all know this inherently to be true. Um, you know, uh, right, but I'm, I'm, I'm only using that, sci- you know, no, no, tell me scientifically yeah. because of an argument. I, I don't want to get into your feelings and everything else. Tell me, let's follow the science. Let's follow the science. Yet this argument is entirely feelings that's all it is it has nothing to do with science you yep. know this is uh, uh um what's her face uh rachel levine uh the uh very high-ranking official in our government who is transgender talking about uh about this talking about how children should have sex access to sex reassignment services and and uh rachel says 
Quote, adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. Okay, yeah, that's true. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? There's no such thing as the wrong puberty. That's not a, that's not a thing. What you're talking about is not an actual thing. There's no wrong puberty. That's not, that's not a thing. But then uh, Rachel I, goes on to say, what if it, you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? And of course, the answer to that question, disorder. right, the answer to that question is your feelings are wrong. Your feelings are incorrect. That he's talking about a child here. This does not mean the child is a bad person, but lots of people have feelings that do not align with reality. And so the correction to that is to correct the feelings, not to correct the body to match your incorrect vibe. If you feel that you are a man, we don't correct the body to make you feel that way. We instead but work see, on you and your feelings so that you actually uh, recognize reality, because that's kind of important in our society, Glenn. Well, first of all, um, when you said, you know, this is not a thing, you're talking about Rachel Levine. He does has no idea. He, I mean, he's denying things are not a thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, saying yes. a lot. Anyway, um, the the other thing on that is and it is a thing. If you take your argument and you take it to Canada Oh, things change a lot. And I'll explain in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Goldline. They have a great article in their weekly news section this week. Their, um, their Week in Review email also uh, sent it out. It's the American banking landscape is on the cusp of a seismic shift. Expect more pain to come. If you haven't subscribed to their free newsletter and market updates, you should call them and ask them how. In the article, they suggest that bank failures may not be over. Huh? And by the time they're done, half of the country's banks will likely be swallowed up by bigger banks. Here's an idea. Maybe it's time for you to take charge of what you put in the bank. Have you uh, learned at all about precious metals, gold or silver? Gold or silver, before the bank goes the way of the dinosaur, gold and silver were there just after the time of the dinosaur as a storage of wealth. It beats inflation, currency collapse, and everything else. Goldline has a special this week on their quarter-ounce gold Mayflower coins. With every 20 of the quarter-ounce gold Mayflower coins acquired, you're going to receive, at no additional charge, 251-ounce copper rounds. Don't call. It's your free buyer's guide. Learn and uh, find out if it is right for your family. I know it is for mine. The only people I trust, Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now or go to goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So Stu just said, you know, if you're a child and you have feelings, we don't change your body to match the feelings. We change the feelings or work through the feelings. Okay. That's not what society is going towards. And it's not just transgenderism. Gen transgenderism it's compassionate now. If you feel like you're in the wrong body, we'll adapt to that. The only reason why we haven't started cutting limbs off of besides sex organs is because 
they haven't made the case thoroughly for it yet and got enough bleeding hearts to go along with it. But the next thing will be, I am in a perfectly healthy body, but I see myself as disabled. That will come. But a bigger thing has already happened in Canada. If you are a teenager and you are depressed, you are feeling that life isn't worth living. They now in Canada will give you the drugs so you can commit suicide. What is the difference between that? I'm in the wrong body. And so please cut off my organs and mutilate me or I don't feel my life is worth it. So will you please kill me? We used to think that life, all life was worth it. We used to think that there were things that were black and white, gender being one of them. And if you felt differently, then we would work with you to try to, I'm sorry, but it's a, it's a mental disorder. It is a mental disorder. And the same thing with suicidal thoughts. It's a mental disorder. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean we lock you up in an institution. It means we look to help you sort through your feelings because your feelings are not real. Yes. They may feel like they're real, but they're not reality. They are they have been completely removed. You are going through something that it could be chemical, could just be psychological, but you're going through something that isn't real. Life is worth living and gender is specific and eternal. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Sponsor, this half hour is Relief Factor. I want to tell you about a remarkable woman named Diane and her experience with Relief Factor. Diane is now 80 and her daily exercise regimen is incredible. She not only works out seven days a week, but she rides a stationary bike 10 miles every day after that. Then she uh, rides the bike and then she gets off with her two artificial knees, a rebuilt right ankle and a crushed vertebrae. Diane's one of those people who really make me look bad and she's 80 and i don't like it diane i don't but she's in a fair amount of pain or was with pain throughout her body that was before she had relief factor now diane goes through her day with all over body relief makes it easier for her to shame people like me anyway if you'd like to get out of pain try relief factor now Try the three-week trial pack. See if it works for you. 800, the number four, relief. 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. 1995 three-week quick start. Try it now. Relieffactor.com. Head over to blazemediasummit.com. If you use the code SUMMIT, you'll save 30 bucks off your one-year subscription to Blaze TV. I, uh, I think I'm going to push the Trump story from the New York Times to tomorrow. I, I mean, I have no idea what it even means, but I kind of want to set it up for the day for tomorrow with that. I watched a commercial today that it was for a loan agency, and it said uh, Ronald had eight roommates, 
And they knew that that was just too much in their life. So they went to, you know, House of Loans and they started saving their money and they started working on their credit score with, you know, House of Loans. And now they have their own space. And it showed Ronald just walking into his house all by himself. And I went, wait, who was they? I know there were eight people involved. Is Ronald a schizophrenic or what? what, what is happening here? Uh, I don't understand. And what it was, was just, again, going with people's feelings. You know, feelings are really, really important. I just had my children have really dark feelings, but I didn't just go with their feelings and say, you know what? Maybe life isn't worth living because I know that feeling is a lie. It's a lie, period. So feelings aren't always true. And as adults and thinking members, when somebody is feeling something, we don't say as they're crying, he broke up with me and I'll never, ever date anybody ever again. You know what, sweetheart? I think you're right. That was the last man. It's the last man standing. You know, you'll never, you're going to be alone the rest of your, we don't do that. When our child falls down and hits their head, you know, uh, and they, and you know, it wasn't a bad fall, but they look at you and they go, uh, if you go with that feeling, oh my gosh, they're crying. But if you go, who, who fell down, went boom. Usually that feeling goes away. Why are we encouraging feelings that are not good for humanity? <clears throat> oh, no. Seriously. Oh, you're a woman? Yeah. Uh, well, every other indication is, let me check your chromosome. Yep, you are a man. Uh, but your feelings override science. No, they really don't. And I think this came from <clears throat> our place of compassion. We all feel like... We just want to do the right thing by people. <clears throat> I don't, I feel bad for Bruce Jenner. I don't, I don't wish him any ill. I, nothing. Bruce Jenner was a hero of my generation. Growing up, he was on my Wheaties box. And when I found out that he was feeling this way his whole life, it killed me. I thought of my hero all those years putting on a happy face and feeling as though it wasn't him and feeling as though we'd all attack him <laughs> if he was him. So he becomes a woman. Well, no, he decides he is a woman. That doesn't make him a woman. That means he's deciding to finish out his life as a woman. But that doesn't change the science or the facts. If he goes into the hospital <clears throat> and he's got cancer in his butt, I'm going to say it's most likely colon cancer because she's a dude. I'm not going to say, oh, it can't be cancer in, your, in his butt because, well, you know, that colon cancer, that's so, it uh, just doesn't happen in women, really. Have you checked his breasts? No. Facts play a role, 
and they must play a role. Otherwise, we go down crazy, uh, crazy roads. For instance, I do believe, and I believe this sincerely. I mean, I, my feelings are deep. My feelings of anger, my feelings of betrayal, um, my feelings of really, and I hate to use this word, but I want justice. Vengeance is really what I'm after, but I won't. I just want justice. I would like to see Stu in prison for the killing of my sisters. Wait. Now, the facts are both of my sisters are alive. You could call them today. Stu has not had a motive or an opportunity. Your sisters are delightful. Um, but you killed them. No, my I, feel, I feel as though you killed my sisters. Mm. And if we're going to go on a society based on feeling and not on facts, Stu, I really would like to see you receive the death penalty. Because but my I feeling didn't, is didn't do it. you killed my sisters. In my head and in my heart, I know you did. Well, you don't know you did, but you feel I did. What is the difference between, <laughs> and this is my reality. This is, if I said, how, how dare you deny what I feel? And, you know, Glenn, it's like this sounds like an absurd Crazy. example right like you you just because you say you feel something you feel it, your feelings are affected i should <laughs> certainly shouldn't go to prison but uh, this just happens this conversation happens to be occurring on a day where a new poll was released that i think it's something like what 30 percent of millennials say that you if you misgender someone it should be a crime so what is the mis- so what I is just the crime? Did, of, wait, yeah. hang on. Huh. I just did with Bruce Jenner. I dead named him mm-hmm. and then misgendered him. Mis- mm-hmm. Right? Misgendered him. Yes. Uh, n- no, I didn't. The facts will show, and I think Caitlyn Jenner would agree. He is still a man. He is living his life as Caitlyn Jenner, and he believes that he wants to do that but he's not going to force me to believe what he believes and science is on my side so would i go to prison for what i just did 30 percent of millennials say yes right and that's the thing is the only thing that could possibly be affected by you misgendering someone is that person's feelings their feelings might be hurt you know, that's possibly true. They might really not like that. And that's something that is important to them. As an individual, their feelings are important to them. They are not important to the rest of society. Feelings are something that is important to an individual. Maybe the family around them. Maybe the people dealing with them on a daily basis. Those feelings might be vitally important, but they are not important as a basis of policy. They're not important to the civilization. They are not important to science. Your feelings are not important to science. They are not part of it. If if you feel if you feel that any of the stuff that we just said is crazy town. Well, no, that doesn't happen. Let's look at President Biden. His feelings are whether he believes them or not, his feelings are that his son is a good man, that his son was not involved in any of these things, never done anything wrong, that 
His feelings are he's never done anything wrong. His feelings are they're only coming after my son because of who I am. There's just they're trying to get me. Those are his feelings. Let's say he actually believes all of those things. Why do we feel there's no justice in America? Because his feelings are being taken uh, to be more important than the obvious and provable facts. So when I say Stu should go to jail because I feel he ch- he killed my sisters, what's the difference between him actually killing my sisters and me saying, no, I know Stu. I feel he's a really good man and he should. You're only doing this to get to me. You're only doing this to bring down my show. And I know it. Even if I know all of the facts that Stu's standing there with a bloody knife. If society takes my feelings and ranks them higher for any reason, because we want to be compassionate or because you like me. Or you want me to stay on the air or you want Joe Biden to be president. You're living in an insane asylum. Mm. (laughs) Yes, a hundred percent. And I, I, we've all we're all living in an insane asylum right now. Let me give you, let me give you this. This is from the Washington Post, talking about body dysmorphic disorder, called BDD. This is how they describe it. It is a mental health condition. It is defined as an obsession with a perceived flaw in physical appearance, one that is usually imperceptible to others. It shares similarities with obsessive compulsive disorder and can cause severe distress to those who who deal with it. Let me give you a quote. This is from someone suffering from it. I have body dysmorphia. I don't ever see myself the other way people see me. There's never a point in my life where I've loved my body. Who said this? This was said by Megan Fox in a interview promoting her cover on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. She cannot see herself as attractive. Now, Megan Fox, by anybody's estimation is a very good looking person she cannot see herself this way we do not go to megan fox and tell you tell her you know what you're right your feelings are correct you're an ugly beast i'm so sorry for the things wow you are hideous get out of my face what we do Do is understand we We don't call her names we don't say she's the worst person in the world we say we understand how you feel Here's why you're wrong. And we give her therapy and treatment to try to convince her that the crazy things she believes about her ugliness are incorrect. We do not go to her and, so, and, and uh, fulfill her wild emotions, dreams, feelings about her ugliness. That would be insane. And that's what we're doing with people with the transgendered issues. And what is, what is the difference between somebody with anorexia who sees themselves as a fat person mm-hmm. and they are Karen Carpenter skin and bones. Only reason why we don't go to them and say, you know what? You are right. Fat fatty. We don't do that because anorexia happens with women and has been so long talked about and, and, uh, and we've tried to change the viewpoint of, women and their bodies but we do the exact opposite with women who are fat like lizzo and i speak as a fat man 
If I don't get my fatness under control, I will die. It is, it's not an opinion. I do feel that way. But the reason why I feel that way is I have scientific fact to back it up. And what we're doing is the exact opposite. We, we look at an anorexic person and we say, hey, you, you have a problem with the way you're seeing your body. And yet we look at Lizzo saying, hey, fat is beautiful and healthy and you got to try. And we condone it because we don't want to hurt her feelings or we want to condone her feelings. Or quite honestly, we are so anti-human, we don't mind people dying. Either way, you're living in an insane asylum. Back in just a second. Even though the Fed paused their uh, continuing rate hikes back in June, Jerome Powell still indicated there might be another rate hike maybe this month. That's going to make your credit cards and everything that you want to buy more expensive. You got to get out from underneath your high interest debts. If you're on an adjustable mortgage, if you are on a uh, on a uh, credit card, Everything that you owe, if you're only paying the basic because the interest rate is now 20%, could be 22%, uh, you're, you're, gonna, you're never going to pay that off. It'll take you years to pay that off. Have you considered a mortgage refi? You can consolidate that credit card debt into some, something that is much lower interest, like 5%. Instead of 20%, plus you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. The call is free. There's no obligation. I want you to do your own homework, but start your savings journey today with American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I was telling you, Stu, uh, about this family proclamation that came out in 1995, and everybody in my church was like, why are we talking about this? This is all obvious. And it's no longer obvious anymore. We solemnly proclaim that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God, and the family is central to the Creator's plan for eternal destiny of His children. All human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is beloved spirit or daughter. Uh, each has a divine nature. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual, pre-mortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. I, I think we should start making lists like this. I think more people should. I think we all should do this so we can have something we can go back and go, wait a minute, when did that change? When did I stop believing that? Yeah. I, I, I'd like to come up with a list. The things that we know to be true. And the things that you're sh- yeah you're sure of right you know to be true and like almost to change one is like an amendment process right like if you there, right there might be something we find out we're wrong about and later on but like it should be something that we notice a lot of times I think people have these ideas and then over time they change like we were talking about with gender right where everyone five years ago knew that men were men and women are women and now they've changed and they can't really identify why they've changed. 
if you had a statement of principles, what you actually believe sitting in front of you, you said, wow, five years ago, I said, a man, a man, a woman, a woman, I want to change that now. Why? Why do I want to change that? What, what made me change right. my mind on that? Why was I wrong before? Why am I right now? People and, thinking those things out would not, be helpful. And by not doing that, that leads you to places that are completely illogical even today. Oh, I want the man dressed as a woman to give a, a pole dance to my third grader in school, and that's healthy. No, you, you went off the path of right and wrong and what's true and what's not long before you got there. Maybe you should track it back. The Glenn Beck Program.